At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa F, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here, producer number five. And hey, Jeff, we're already smiling. Why? Because the intro was uh, different this morning? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's we're, right. we're, we're going up from here, Gil. We figured it out. We figured it out. We got on here. Uh, good morning, everybody. How you doing, party people? We got a good we got a good show today. Wes Reynolds will join us at the very end to talk United States Open with us. He is hosting the Lombardi line today, or part of the, the crew that's hosting the Lombardi line, so he'll join us for the last segment. Paul Sporer on Major League Baseball. Get his thoughts some 60-plus games into the season on who he thinks could be in and out of the postseason uh, this early. We'll take a look at that. Andy McNeil on the Stanley Cup playoffs. This just in, Stanley Cup playoffs and the Stanley Cup finals specifically still going on as the Lanch win by a touchdown on Saturday, two to nothing in the best of seven Stanley Cup finals. Is this the end of the remarkable three-year run of the Tampa Bay Lightning? We'll get Andy's thoughts on that. Bradley Porras, who has joined us two straight weeks now to talk college baseball, college World Series in full swing, lost one of our four futures, the Texas Longhorns. That's okay. That's what we said. We said Texas and Stanford we thought were the shakiest of the bunch. Uh, still got three going in the very sort of hard-to-explain-on-radio format of the College World Series, which is a combination of double elimination and best of three. That continues today with two more games. We'll get some action for you today in both of those. I know I have a play in the first game, that's for sure. Might sit back and watch the second one. We'll hear what Brad has to say. Uh, We begin today, though, and Joe Pita standing by momentarily to talk to us about the U.S. Open. We begin today with the 122nd. United States Open, Brookline Mass at the Country Club. Jeff, were you a winner or loser this weekend in golf? I was not a winner. I lost money on it. I ended up because my biggest bet of Morikawa top 20 got home. Ooh, nice. So that was good. It was one of those where the record was under 500, but because the bet was bigger on the top 20, we ended up okay. But that 77 on Saturday is going to stick with me for a little bit. He might have won it were it not for that. Were it not for that. I had uh, Scheffler and Burns down the stretch. Burns crapped out early on Sunday. I had Scheffler down the stretch. The the front, or I should say the, the first few holes of that back nine just spooked out Scheffler. And it, it did so more than just yesterday. And he could not he could not get over it. But in case you missed it again, uh, it really did come down to a mano a mano between both of the well, I, you know, Scheffler was in there too, and so was Matsuyama, who posted an unbelievable five under yesterday. But it came down to the uh the final I say probably the back nine more accurately yesterday between Matthew Fitzpatrick and Will Zalatoris, neither of whom had ever won 
forget a major, a PGA Tour event. And on the 11th hole, Zalatoris, uh, par 311, Zalatoris, they were tied, Zalatoris and Fitzpatrick. Zalatoris rolls in an 18-footer for birdie. Fitzpatrick makes a mess of it, three putts from 17 feet. Two-shot swing, Willie Z's up two. 12th hole, Willie Z gives back one uh, with a missed fairway to bogey at 12, setting the stage for uh, Fitzpatrick to sink a 50-footer on 13, and that's when you might have, <clears throat> pardon me, had the first indication that this was going to be Matthew Fitzpatrick's tournament. No one saw that coming. Those two were tied on 15. Fitzpatrick then drains a birdie putt from 19 feet for a two-shot lead. Um, at that point, this was just sort of a and this be, and the reason it was a two-shot lead is because Willie Zalator, Will Zalatoris put it on the right side of the fairway, then put it in a bunker, fairway bunker. By the time he got out, he could only two putt afterwards, so he bogeyed 15. Two-shot lead. Zalatoris got one back. And then on 18, with a one-stroke lead, the shot that will perhaps be remembered more than any, Fitzpatrick goes into a fairway bunker behind a, uh, you know, sort of an indent in the grass that put him right behind this mound. But he did have just enough room to the left of that to take a shot at the green, and a shot he took put it within well, what was it, 18 feet of the hole. All he needed was a two-putt, and he got it. Zalatoris made a run at a putt to force a, a playoff, but could not quite get there. We bring in Joe Pita to discuss 2019 Masters Preview. Joe Pita's tour guide presents a 2019 Masters Preview. Of course, the book that he wrote, the definitive analytics take on the Masters. Joe, good morning to you, first of all. It was from that research on the Masters through the years, though, that you had an indication of Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yeah, um, right. I don't do the deep dives on tournament by tournament like I was back in uh, 17, 18 and 19. Um, but that's right. Hey, you got the, the you got the tweet there. And in in fact, on uh, um, 20 uh, in, in on the PGA, uh, t- the same thing. Uh, there were three guys in the mid tier based on, you know, some of that master's data that I loved. And it was it was Fitz, Neiman and Willie Z. And, you know, it showed up there in the top, you know, in sort of my top five call for uh, the U.S. Open, too. I did not have a futures ticket on Will Z, though. Unfortunately, his performance in the the PGA brought down his price that I actually passed on him. And I passed on Rom, too. So I only had three, uh, you know, pre-flop bets going. I had Neiman, Cantley, and, uh, um, and of course, Fitz. And, man, was, <laughs> would have I much rather have had, would have been much less of a sweat uh, certainly Saturday when it looked like it might be Rom challenging those two. And then Sunday when it was, uh, you know, those two, like you say, and Scheffler. But I think, Joe, it's just it's so much fun to talk about what a great tournament that was. Yeah, it was so entertaining from a viewer standpoint. Um, and uh, yeah, that eight, you were talking about the 18th. And you and I are old enough to remember this. I know on the broadcast or maybe it was on live from afterwards, they were talking about Sandy Lyle. Um, winning a major with a, a shot out of a bunker on 18 at the Masters. I don't really remember that, but I remember a U.S. Open shot on the 18th hole that was also pure stones, just like um, uh, a Fitz yesterday. And that was what the 1995 U.S. Open at Shinnecock when Corey Pavin, another small diminutive mm-hmm. guy, was kind of the best player in, on the tour not to have won a major. And he took out a three wood from the fairway. You know, it's the kind of shot that would never be taken anymore. 
you know, nobody's hitting three woods into, you know, par fours anymore. I, it might've been a par five. Um, and I think it was from like two thirty, and he, you know, stoned a, on the screws, a three wood from the fairway between a, a little narrow opening between, you know, all the, the fescue and the, uh, bunker, you know, laden green and it won him the U S open. And that kind of reminded me of Fitz's shot yesterday. Yeah, uh, by the way, Corey Pavin, a golfer that sort of gets lost in history. No one really brings him up that often. And in my mind's eye, I'm picturing John Oates from Hall and Oates when I'm trying to picture Corey <laughs> yes, Pavin. Yeah, the, yeah, the Brillo head. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, sort of similar in their look. Uh, what I was referring to, obviously, was what we showed up on the tweet there. There's Joe's picks uh, that he included, Will, Will Zalatoris and uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick among his six, but also just the distance, the length that Fitzpatrick, which they referred to often on the broadcast yesterday throughout the weekend, how Fitzpatrick had – just really stepped up his game with that, and he gets it done for not only again his first major, but just his first tour win ever. And uh, yeah, Gil, you're, you yeah, and you were you were leading me right into that distancing, and I'm sorry I got off. Oh, no, that's okay. There. Yeah. So for the Masters, so this is interesting. Fitz has played in the Masters every year since 16, which is when I have data now the strokes gained data going forward. And entering 2020. He was like one of my top picks because from 16 through 19, it was very clear every year he putted so well. In fact, I had him ranked second to Cam Smith in terms of, you know, sort of short game consistency. And we know how important that is at the Masters. If you tend to putt those greens well, you tend to repeatedly putt them well. And if you don't, i.e. Justin Thomas, you just can't seem to figure it out. So... But then in 2020, I think that was the November Masters, and I had Fitz as like one of my top three picks. And as I got more data after 2020, I realized, man, he's just too much of a liability off the tee. Yes, he's very straight, but he is at such a disadvantage on every hole that you're relying on his short game just to catch up to these guys. And if any of the long hitters are having good good days on the green, he's just never going to get there. So I completely dropped him from, you know, master's consideration in both 2021 and 2022. And then there I am at the end of April this year, you know, again, as you know, I hand do all the uh, calculations for, for strokes gain at the master's. And I'll be darn if Matthew, Matthew Fitzpatrick is the number one uh, leader in strokes gain off the tee at the Masters. I couldn't believe it. And there you have a tweet up uh, showing his improvement from 16 to 20, his average, and the, this is just pure yardage, so there's not strokes gained here, um, but it's just his pure yardage and then yardage left after drive. And you can see the improvement started in 2021 and it continued in 2022 so that after 2022, he'd actually gained on average. Well, not, you know, it's, it's right there. He gained a thousand yards off the tee over 56 drives from his, what was a very solid baseline, right? Like guys don't do this. Right. And it, it was, and it, you know, a thousand yards over 56 drives. That's only 20, you know, it, you're like, ah, it's 20 yards a hole. That is huge. It is huge. It takes him from like, 55th in distance to seventh. And that is leapfrogging so many people. And then the fact that he's still very accurate off the tee, being seventh in distance actually got him to number one in terms of strokes gained off the tee in 2022. And when I saw that, you can't fake that. You can fake a lot of strokes gained from the fairway, you know, if you hole out, say, you know, for a tournament. And if you're sinking 50 footers, you can fake 
for a tournament strokes gained off the uh, on the green putting. But you can't fake it off the tee because it's so incremental. It's 56 incremental performances. And so that's when I was like, oh, man, I am I'm going to like him for the PGA because he, you know, people aren't seeing this. And he and because he hasn't won, we're going to get some value on that futures play, et cetera. So that's kind of how, you know, I was was on him the last two majors. Yeah, I always ask a question of all of our guests, you know, what's, what, who's the golfer that's going to win? That's going to induce the most self-loathing if they do, because you didn't end up betting him. We had Reed Fowler on from DraftKings earlier this week. Poor Reed and I were texting on Sunday and his answer was Matthew Fitzpatrick, sadly. So uh, his Father's Day, his first ever Father's Day, had a little, had a little ding into it. Uh, more with Joe Pita. We'll get his thoughts on who else he learned the most about, either to the good or the bad at the U.S. Open, and what his thoughts might be for the British. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander still to come. Uh, we'll talk college baseball with Brad Porras, hockey with Andy McNeil. Uh, Wes Reynolds will join us. Baseball with Paul Sporer. I have some uh, my preliminary NBA draft comments, Jeff, if you will. I have a, uh, I have a macro NBA draft bet that I think is fascinating that's out there and again we'll we'll step up our nba draft nba draft is not quite like the nfl draft we go crazy on the nfl draft but nba draft which is on thursday night by the way um with the orlando magic holding the first pick and largely considered the top three guys jabari smith chet holmgren and paulo banquero i got a thought on the number one pick market Let's start there a little later on. Joe Pita, kind enough to continue with us. Author of Joe Pita's Tour Guide presents a 2019 Masters Preview where he literally wrote the book on the Masters Analytics, which was not public domain knowledge. Joe had to do the deep dive himself, manual entry from so much raw data. And uh, it has sort of informed. Joe used to be a baseball first guy, then he became a golf first guy. 
um, at Magic Rat SF, for those of you who know uh, Bruce Springsteen, a little tribute to him on his Twitter. Uh, Joe, you wanted to uh, just sort of drive home why this was such a special event here. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about what makes a golf tournament entertaining. And there were this, this is unreal. Um, Cause you want, you want some, some variants, right? You want, you'd like, I think the holes to play slightly over par, but you'd like a certain amount of birdies to go with those bogeys, right? Cause that's what creates variants. And as opposed to some U S opens are just at it's either par or bogey. And you're just, it's, it's whoever is slipping away. The slowest ends up winning. We'll get this yesterday, Gil, from those top three guys. So, cause it really was a, you know, sort of a three man race very quickly. Those top, the top three finishers, they had 15 birdies and nine bogeys. So 15 birdies, that's, that's some excitement. But here's the best part. Those 15 birdies were on 14 different holes. So there were no dead holes wow. in the tournament. And that means that those, and there were no double bogeys. Those three guys, Fitz, Z, and Scheffler, they shot a best ball 14 under par 56. Because it so, was so spread out like that. Because it was so spread out. And in fact, only hole 14 and 18 didn't feature a birdie or a bogey. So, and we know how exciting 18 was, right? Right. Uh, and Scheffler had birdie putts, makeable birdie putts on 14 oh. and 18. And of course, all three of them had makeable birdie putts on 18. So every hole had excitement. It had, you know, meaning. It, and that is, that's a credit to the setup. I think we've... You know, the USGA has has taken uh, uh, some well-deserved criticism in the past, but that is just brilliant setup when you've got, you know, the some three of the top five to ten players in the world, you know, trading, trading haymakers like that. It, it's, it's I'm so glad you brought that up because we often, you know, especially those of us who bet on it, we bet on it, next, tur- you know, that tournament ends, next tournament comes, and we're already moving along. But just as as sports fans and betters, we, we really do need to stop and appreciate that because it was almost the perfect amount of inclement weather too early, right? Wind and a little precipitation where it just made it perfect in the end that it played as brilliantly, as you said, as tough as U.S. Opens by brand are supposed to be, but just playable enough where you could score. Uh, and, and Hideki Matsuyama, again, with the five under yesterday, right? So, like, some golfers got there in the end. But that's brilliant. Those three guys, if they were playing a best ball, it was spread out that they were killing it. Um, okay, final two things on this. One, besides the three guys at the top, and don't remind me about Scheffler's opportunities at the end because that really stung for me. Um who were the who were the guys you learned the most about on the big stage, either to the good or the bad? Is is it the, you know, is it the oh there's Xander Shoffley not competing, you know, not getting there again? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley. Who who stood out to you? Yeah, Cantley and X. They're they are interesting. You know, I don't really believe that they get nervous in majors, um, and certainly Xander has a much better major record than than uh, Cantley does. But it, there is something strange about Cantley that just can't seem to put it together at majors. Um, so those two guys, I think what we learned the most, Gil, is the PGA Tour is so, so good right now. And there are 20 guys, a dozen to two dozen guys who are so good that I think from a futures market, you know, I know that Mito came close um, at, at the uh, PGA, but Man, you need so much to go right for anybody, you know, in the 
you know, 50 to one or more. I just kind of feel like those are all wasted tickets um, because these top guys are so good that one of them or two or three are going to play well enough. They just prevents anybody else that's really, you know, catching lightning in a bottle and only has to beat one guy. Right. So I think that's the big thing um, there. There aren't too many under the radar guys. But looking forward, I still think Woki Neiman is still the guy that has a lot of the same skills of, you know, the guys that now are no longer cheap, Cam Smith, um, Fitz, Willie Z. Like, they're not cheap anymore. And I think that Neiman is still the guy that has value for us um going forward that's that's kind of the last one on my list to check off yeah and will zalatoris who now has three second places in majors he's not he is not at all in that xander group like we really expect zalatoris to win his share of majors moving forward um it came into my mind and slipped out oh here we go is sam burns and this was also witnessed by the fact that nbc refused to show him no matter what which was interesting because he was basically with the same score as rory early in the day yesterday and they were a pairing and they were like we're not going to show sam at all just to let you know we're going to show nothing but rory all day um is he the one guy that there seems to be a disconnect between market price and actual skill level it just seems to me that he's just that weird anomaly yeah, I think so, Gil. You know, his it's not that much of a difference of a year between Scheffler and he, uh, except Scheffler's done it in bigger events, right? So, And, of course, that's more important, but, you know, on a stroke-per-stroke stroke basis, yes, yeah, Sam Burns is right up there with, with, with these other guys. And, yes, there probably is value on him. And you're right. I actually had I had a small play on him yesterday for round four versus Rory. And you're right. I had to go to the web oh. <laughs> to, watch, to watch what he was doing because so they didn't blatant. show him at all. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right about that. Um, okay. And then the Open Championship, which, again, with this new golf schedule, it's three weeks from now, the Open Championship, which we used to call as kids the British Open. It's the Open Championship, of course, which has always been called. Um, have you Have you thought about who might be – uh, you know, tailor-made, if you will, no pun intended, for that course. And does your old guy, Tiger Woods, factor in this time around? God, I wish he would, right? You, you, you know, uh, the there's, I guess, been four, four events there sort of in my, you know, not lifetime. There's been more than that at St. Andrews. But the four most recent that go back 30 years are uh, John Daly, um, Tiger, Tiger, and then Oosthuizen. And Louie doesn't kind of fit the profile of Tiger, Tiger, Daly, right? Um, Because you kind of think of, you know, the ball rolls so much there that the Bombers, if they can keep it out of the, uh, uh, keep it out of the sand traps, Bombers have a big advantage there. So that's certainly how I'll look. So again, it will be a lot of this driving stuff. Um, And again, you know, Cantlay and Rom would jump up to the top for me there, but I'll have to look at it. Um, but that's, I will certainly be, I believe putting more emphasis on, you know, who, who puts together 56 tiny advantages versus the field with those 14 drives around. Right. Cause like I say, that's the incremental pickup and you know, yes, you take more iron shots and yes, hot putters matter and all, but they're more, there's a lot more variance from tournament to tournament 
than the guys who are driving well in all the majors. So that's kind of where I will start my work. Yeah, and wind obviously playing a factor traditionally at at the Open Championship and specifically at St. Andrews. Did, Did I just hear, just to clarify as we go out, did I hear, to use the horse racing term, that Tiger felt like a throwout to you? Oh, no, no, no. No, I wish he would do uh, d- do well. I mean, okay. Oh, God. It, it, no, definitely. I'm sorry. I don't even know how that came out. Yeah. He's so good there. If he, I just hope he's healthy. You know, and, and it's it, it's kind of flat there, right? So hopefully he will not have the hill issues that he had at Southern Hills and at uh, Augusta. Okay. He didn't come out of that. I just mis- maybe I misunderstood the beginning of that. Okay. So uh, we look forward to it. Maybe we'll, get, we'll chat before that. Joe, I appreciate it. Once again, uh, if you're interested, if you're a golf nerd and you're interested in in sort of Masters Breakdown, 2019 Masters Preview, still an interesting read uh, for those who are the data of it. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Joe Pita, everybody, at Magic Rat SF. Thoughts on the U.S. Open, which was, as Joe said, just highly entertaining. Didn't work out from a betting perspective for me, but I hope it did for you. We'll come back. College baseball, got to play on that. Brad Porras joins us next on A Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsun.com slash summer. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, did you make any USFL bets this season? Yeah, I made one the first week. Yeah. It lost. Yeah. And then I was done. That was it. That a, was it. A documented 0-1. An 0-1 and that's it. Jeff Parlay. Yep. On, that was uh, it. on primetime action. Uh, I don't know why. We were doing a USFL segment earlier in the... Like, literally, I couldn't even remember who the guest was. That We did. We were doing a... He was a fine guest, but I just don't remember. We were doing a USFL segment... And Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin just decided, I think, I don't know if Kelly jumped on, but Matt decided, you know what, I'm going to put it in a futures bet on the Philadelphia Stars. Something the guy said made him want to do that. Six to one. They're in the semis. He's, got, he's live. He's, he's live. Very much live. This weekend, semis, USFL. Fun. Speaking of uh, sports that uh, we don't often bet, in this case, because the College Baseball World Series only comes this time of year in the college postseason, if you will, uh, this past month, but oh, the profitability of this potentially and already really has been on a game to game basis. Uh, three of our four futures still alive. We bring in Brad Porras once again, who played college baseball down at uh, uh, A&M Corpus Christi back in the day. How you doing, Brad? What's going on, Gil? I'm doing good. I got my uh, my college baseball buddy here on my on my lap today. My little newborn. He's a uh, he's a little sleep. So you know you're you're a uh... Your voice is, you know, calming, soothing. Whenever Parlay hops on, it kind of startles him a little bit. Like, you know. <laughs> well, we'll tell Jeff to, to, to pipe it down a little bit just for this segment. <laughs> so, um, Brad, here's the thing. Uh, this has been wildly entertaining. Uh, obviously, Major League Baseball going on. We're more used to talking about that. 
But obviously, again, we got on this before the regionals where there were 64 teams, then the Super Regional 16, and now at Omaha there's eight. Well, there's seven now. Texas has been eliminated. Let me just commend you. That's the first thing you, I think, have gotten really right, which was of the eight teams remaining, the two short shots, and we'll see if Stanford can remain alive today. They're in an elimination game situation, which we'll get to momentarily. But you were right. Texas and Stanford at the top, probably the most shaky in terms of pitching. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, like we like we went over in Texas, two frontline starters, but after that, nothing, nothing really. And then, you know, at Stanford, we saw what happened again, and kicking myself for, you know, not wanting to fade it or whatever. And I kicking myself. You asked me. You asked. I know I'm switching gears, but just going back to kind of hitting it, you said, you know, if you get dropped on before this first game one, what's the one game you look at you think you like? And I was like, oh, I hate to say it, but. Oklahoma, Bennett's been so good, and Nathan Detmer for a has been so shaky. I love a but he's been so shaky. And it's just, you could, lots of these pitchers, like with Texas, they're pitching, the last two or three weeks that they've performed, it hasn't really changed. You know, same with Ole Miss, and the way that their pitching staff has been so good, it hasn't really changed. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and here's the thing, though. The dogs have been getting home. Um, mm-hmm. the overs by and large, we moved from Rosenblatt stadium where they traditionally played, uh, the college world series in Omaha. That hasn't really made a difference, uh, with these totals. Stanford Auburn is the first game today. It is also an elimination game. This one in bracket two, Texas, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, Texas, a was an elimination game yesterday and Texas is donezo. So the loser of this Stanford Auburn game is out. That will be their double elimination. Stanford is the favorite, minus 150. The total we're showing is 12.5. I actually played the over 12 uh, earlier mm-hmm. today with the, with the increased juice on that. What do you like in the first game? I'm with you. I'm on over 12 as well. That's it. Okay, so you went back to the Rosenblatt. Yes, Rosenblatt was home run fest and totals were over. And then when we moved into this big park, it was all unders and not – Yes, because of the park being bigger and being in a different location, but the balls and the bats were dead. You know, back whenever I played, I'm just going to blame it on it. You know, the power numbers down, dead, dead balls, dead bats. But this is the first year that the balls have been hot. There's something going on, just like it was in Major League Baseball a few years ago, where the balls are hot. And like I was trying to say, I was like, maybe, you know, I was thinking the Aces could hold it down. But we saw early, we were watching the A&M game, ball was hopping out of the park. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. You got to switch overs. You got to switch overs. This park doesn't matter. It's all about the balls, and I think you nailed it. Day games, the balls are flying a little bit more in the heat. Stanford can hit. You know, Dylan DeLucia absolutely shoved on Auburn, but that team can hit. You know, Stanford hasn't pitched well. I don't see why or how we can't not get over 12 in the game today at 1. You're staying away from the side, though? Yeah, okay, it's because Stanford should be the favorite, right? They should. They're the number two seed. Their offense is powerful. But should they be a 160 favorite? You know, they've been really inconsistent. Uh, Pac-12? Yeah. Auburn beat Oregon State. Like, is the Pac-12 really that good? It wouldn't surprise. I'm not going on it, but it wouldn't surprise me if Auburn beats them. I mean, so, I mean, am I going to lay a – 155, 160, something like that with an inconsistent team? No. I I don't know if the Pac-12 is really that good. 
We have a second game today. It's a winner's bracket game. And again, this is very difficult to sort of explain on the radio without the visual of this. And even the visual then becomes so small where it's hard to follow. But you essentially have eight teams currently in a double elimination situation. Um, But it's not quite that simple because then like winners continue in one route and then losers have to play someone who wins. Essentially, if you go three and oh, four and one or three and one in some cases, you will get Mm -hmm. to the championship best of three. Yesterday, Oklahoma beat Notre Dame. So essentially the Sooners are one win away and they have two chances, one win away from getting in to the best of three college baseball championship. Oklahoma's in that position. The winner of this Arkansas Ole Miss game later tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, that winner will also be in that same situation. So this is a monster game between the Razorbacks and the Rebel and the Rebels of Ole Miss, and it is a coin flip. And Brad, I'll be honest with you, from everything we've seen, and we have just a full disclosure, Ole Miss at a hundred to one. From everything we've seen, this is a justifiable coin flip, isn't it? Yeah, I've I've tried to cut this thing up different ways, and I always come back to. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm just going to put this out there. I think whoever wins tonight wins the whole dang thing, Gil. I really do. I'm wow. super nervous about tonight's game. I really do because uh, I'm nothing against any of the teams on the other side. You know, I've been in the tank for the Aggies, but it's going to be really hard for them to beat Oklahoma. But with all that being said, I think Ole Miss and Arkansas are the best two teams right now. And Not that either one of them can't come back and double-dip the other one, but it's really hard. So to put yourself in the position to have to be double-dipped, and and once you get in the finals, I think these two teams are clearly better than Oklahoma, who is looking like they're going to be the ones in it. So that's what makes you really nervous for tonight. I mean, drop me off, like you said. I hope I don't curse it again. Drop me off out of this planet and to tonight's game, everything being said. <laughs> yes. I feel like you got to go Arkansas. But it, it, if, the, if it moves either way, if, Oakland, if Ole Miss becomes a dog in this game, I'll be on Ole Miss. If Arkansas becomes a dog in this game, I will not be on Arkansas because I just can't do that to myself. But I would not blame anybody if they do. Yeah. I really don't. So, St- so Stanford-Auburn over is the play of the game. That's the early game, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Pacific. Um, and it's so funny too, because while everybody's watching hockey tonight, game through the Stanley cup finals, I will be so locked into Arkansas. Ole Miss is not even funny. Last two things before I let you go. One, Texas A&M, Notre Dame tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That's an elimination Mm -hmm. game. Again, uh, we have A&M interest as well. Notre Dame's big favorite, minus 155. The total's 13, because I guess the, mm-hmm. the, we're, getting, uh, we're getting down the pitching rotation here as well. Yep. Any preliminary mm-hmm. thoughts on that game? Aggies. Aggies on the money line. Give it to me all day. Here, okay. And the reason why, exactly what you said, the pitching is getting down the line. What is the strength of the Aggies? It's their bullpen. Their bullpen is really good. So if we're going to have, you know, bullpen game, I mean, and, and not every everybody, I mean, we don't have a team like Tennessee had two, three All-American pitchers on their team. You know, Vanderbilt back in the day with Leiter and Kumar Rocker, All-Americans at the front. We don't have a team that's just stacked deep with All-American pitchers. So if we're going bullpen games, like 
give me the Aggies bullpen. Like, I will die on that hill of the Aggies bullpen. And the Aggies can hit, too. So, I mean, if you're going to give me plus 120, 25, 130, 35 with the Aggies, all day, all day give me Texas A&M. I like it. Stanford, Auburn over today, and the Aggies tomorrow against Notre Dame as a dog. Last thing as we go, um, just put you to the screws. Who's winning it all mm-hmm. right now? If you didn't have any bets, who do you think is winning it all right now? If I didn't have any. Oh, go. We got to go. Ten oh, seconds. Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh. Want to hear that? I know. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Bradley. Appreciate okay. it. You're welcome, y'all. Yo. Bradley, right. Bradley Porras, P O R R A S, on the Twitter machine. We'll come back. Andy McNeil on those Stanley Cup finals on the other side. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. BetMGM, state-of-the-art app. Offers a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds specials, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is, you'll find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Nevada promotional offers plural not available in Nevada Gil Alexander Jeff Parlay here as well we get tweets at beating the book always appreciate the feedback Phil Weiss did you give up of tennis <laughs> so funny did you go one week without giving tennis plays did you give up tennis uh, I did. I was asked by somebody on Twitter earlier this morning, "Do I had did I have any tennis plays?" And the answer was, I still at that point had two left: uh, Jensen Brooksby and Sarah Cerebe's Tormo today. But the prices that existed this morning were far worse than the prices I had both players at last night. So there was really no reason to give those out because they were no longer playable. Uh, I think Cerebe's Torme was twenty cents worse. And I think Brooksby was 15 cents worse. Actually got Brooksby as a dog last night. So that's why I didn't give out any tennis plays this morning. But no, I haven't given up on tennis. And Wimbledon starts in a week. And in fact, the draw is on Friday. And we're doing a Beating the Book podcast, Wimbledon preview on Friday. Jason Kahn, producer number seven, hooking it up. 
Drew Dinsick and Dan Weston. Does it get better than that? And Weston back from wherever his cruise was to? Cruise on the greatest ship in the world. He showed me the website for the cruise ship he was on. My goodness. What a life. By the way, you know who else might be in studio this week? Pamela Maldonado is going to be in Vegas this week. Maybe she'll, oh, that's nice. Maybe she'll talk some Wimbledon with us as well. Uh, and this from a Craig Parlay. Do you know anything about a Craig Parlay, Jeff? Never heard of him. Mm, it's interesting. Uh, I, think, I think you sprung from his loins. Craig Parlay, another knock on NBC's coverage. Uh, I put $5 yesterday morning on Matsuyama to win at 200 to 1 at DraftKings. Uh, when he got the uh, when he got the floor under, did he mean 400? DK offered me, oh, and when he got to four under, I think is what is what he meant here. Uh, DK offered me $28 to cash out, which I passed on. However, that $28 offer changed um, when he was playing the 17th hole. So obviously something significant was going on. It took almost a full five minutes until NBC showed him flub his pitch shot. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be delays in golf coverage, obviously, because people are playing at the same time on different holes. But five minutes is egregious. There was also a moment, I don't know where you saw, Scheffler retook the lead at one point at five under. And we only saw it on the scoreboard. And I thought to myself, do you see this, Jeff? You remember yes, what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. I was ridiculous. like, what did I miss? Did I miss something? Did I go away? And they're like, oh, by the way, you may notice that uh, Scheffler will get back to it. So sometimes it's not their fault because too much is happening at once. But then there are absolutely conscious decisions with like the and I get it Burns didn't play well so quickly their decision not to show him was justified but this was the whole tournament they didn't show Burns I'm talking like Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday and at the beginning of the day yesterday he was essentially in the same spot that Rory was maybe a stroke difference and they were showing Rory birdie and bogey his way through the entire course and Burns is like I you know if I want to watch Sam Burns I guess I have to Go elsewhere for this. Uh, there is hockey tonight. Stanley Cup Finals game number three. The Avalanche up two to nothing after their absolute destruction of the Lightning on Saturday. Seven to nothing. I think I'm supposed to say they won by a touchdown. We bring in Andy McNeil from north of the border, Edmonton, Alberta, the star of Hockey Night in Canada. How you doing, man? Gotta stop saying that. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing good, Gil. How are you? I'm doing very well. I, I guess the I guess the question is very simply put, which is you know, is is this the end of an amazing three-year run by the Tampa Bay Lightning? Like, have they finally sort of reached the moment where everything they've overcome has just been unbelievable through the years? But this might finally be the kryptonite. An Avalanche team is that is, is that 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 is that good, quite frankly. Or, or are we at a point where the Lightning at plus four fifty might actually be a bet? Yeah, you know, like I mean, obviously hindsight is. 2020 but uh looking at the last two games it it sure looks like this tampa bay lightning team is uh, a bit beaten down they look old they look slow they don't look like they can keep up with a, a faster younger uh frankly more skilled um avalanche team but you know it's it's a it's a crazy sport and uh, i think we'd be foolish to count out the the tampa bay lightning i don't think there's uh much if any uh positive expected value to be had betting that that plus 450 um, series price, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm at a point now where I, I don't really, I don't really trust, uh, you know, my, I, let's, let's call it technical, uh, analysis of this series. Uh, I thought it would be a lot closer than it, than it has been. Um, but the, 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 the avalanche look like the far superior team. I mean, 
through the first two games, they owned 68% of the shots, 69% of the high danger chances, 73% of the expected goals at five on five. Uh, and the Lightning's best players, uh, you know, simply haven't haven't showed up. We, we've, you know, Nikita Kucherov, just uh, one shot through two games. Um, Braden Point just has one shot in, in the two games that he's played. And now there's some reports coming out that he's not at the Lightning's practice uh, this morning. I, I believe it is an optional skate. So uh, I guess we'll find out more later today on his status. And Steven, Steven Stamkos, he's got four shots in the series, uh, but but no four goals to shots. show for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's been a, a dominant performance by the Avalanche. Colorado or uh, Tampa Bay had just 23 shots on goal in the first game, just 16 shots uh, in the second game. So you know, 39 shots on goal through two games. This is a team that was averaging uh, 34 shots per game at home in the playoffs. So you'd think they'd be a little bit better here in, in game three. But hey, we thought they were going to be better uh, in, in game number mm-hmm. two after uh, playing pretty badly in the in the series opener. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure what to think here. I'm, I'm kind of focusing on player props and things like that because, um, you know, heading into the series, I would have said the Lightning should be a price as a small favorite in game three on home ice. Um, it, it really wouldn't have mattered kind of a moot point because, uh, you know, of the pick and price, I wouldn't have saw any real value anyway but um you know looking at it now it's hard you know the gut my gut is telling me that the avalanche are going to win this game more often than the lightning that's for sure but no play for you here no 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 play on the side okay jeff you you also just said but now we, we andy just said optional skate uh, what's yeah, the what's the report v- vasileski was in there either uh that's from joe smith who covers the lightning for the athletic no point no smith Probably would be a rest option is what the speculation is, but we'll find out when John Cooper talks in a little bit. You're not uh, reading anything yeah, into Pat the vessel. Yeah, go ahead. He so. could use a he could use a day off after that. He could that use a day off. <laughs> yes, he could use a day off. Um, so you said you're you're more into the player props. You may not have any at this hour of the morning, yeah, but we're gonna give some insight what you're few. looking for. Oh, you do have a few. Okay, what do you got? Yeah, so. Uh, uh, Val Nichushkin, uh over two and a half shots, a smaller play than the last game, given that Colorado is on the road and they probably won't generate as many shot attempts um, in this game. But uh, he, he's been great in the playoffs. Nobody's going to wrestle away the the, the Smythe Trophy from Kale McCarr at this say. point. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, really? You don't Nichushkin, you don't think so? Even Nichushkin? I don't think so. No. I mean, he's leading the team in points. Um, he's you know only Bobby Orr has has had a, a higher points per game average in the playoffs uh, to, to date, uh, you know, and uh, McKinnon, you know, he's still capable of doing something special and, and grabbing some of the attention away maybe. But um, the the fact that those, you know, the top forwards are all kind of bunched together in, in as far as their point totals go, I think Makara has done enough to separate himself from the pack. And so many comparisons are being made to him being one of the, you know, all time greats that we're kind of watching here. So, um, Makar, Makar minus the, 200, by the way, at this point. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, Nichushkin's been the hot talk of the hockey world these, these past couple of games, though. He's, he's been great all playoffs. Uh, he came into the playoffs registering at least three shots on goal in 18 of his last 23 games. He's done it 11 out of 16 games in the playoffs. He's got 11 shots already. Uh, in this series, playing on a line with uh, Landeskog and, and McKinnon. He leads the NHL playoffs and chances off the rush, according to Sport Logic. Um, and he's going to get plenty of those rush chances playing with those two players. Um, but the, the two player props that I really like 
Um, kind of a new market. I haven't seen this one offered uh, very often. Uh, plus minus, obviously, you know, whether or not a, a plus for being on the ice when a goal is scored, a minus for, for being on the ice when a goal is scored against. Um, Kale McCarr and Gabriel Landeskog to finish plus over 0 0.5. You know, that that's what they've got it uh, lined like. Um, plus 125 on both players, McCarr and Landeskog. Um, each player has got, has finished uh, 11 out of 16 games as a plus. Um, they've only each player has only uh, finished as a minus two times in these playoffs. So you know these are these are players that score a lot and and don't allow very many goals. So I like those two player props tonight in Game Three. I like that. That sounds like a great price for both. Wow, plus a half. Uh, talking about plus minus plus a half for both. Okay, I like it. Andy, enjoy enjoy Game Three tonight. We'll talk soon. All right. Good luck. Andy, Talk to you guys tonight in primetime action. Yes, sir. Primetime action tonight with Andy McNeil. Double dip. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.